everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 570. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. And I am Mako-chan. Ari is off tonight. He's working the afternoon shift, so he's making sure that everyone pays their dues as they drive up and down the road. The last thing you need is uh, is Sergeant Rockefeller coming up behind you in his giant car with something attached to it that's going to attach your car and send you flinging across into the mud. Or some people in Jersey like to call it the Meadowlands. (laughs) Okay, fine. It's more... Swamp than it is mud, but same diff. So, anywho, how are you doing tonight? I'm so tired. When aren't you tired? Uh, when I get a good 10 hours or so of sleep. According to science, you only need seven. Yeah, well, science ain't me. <sighs> well, just remember, science is true whether you believe it or not. <laughs> well, science like that is averages. Mm. And I average more sleep. Average something, all right. Whatever. <laughs> and CWRE says, wish me luck for the week. We're having a staff party up in Hoboken, so I'll be traveling this week. And I'm suddenly reminded of Megas XLR. But it's Hoboken. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let, 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 let's get the ball rolling, shall, shall we? We are live tonight, week of November 29th, 2022, right here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Um, we're here live, uh, 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And like I said just now, you can always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at VogNetwork.com. And you can always find out more about them at VogNetwork.com. And they're also on Twitch as well. Twitch TV slash VogNetwork. They kick things off Sunday nights at 8 with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And follow us on the Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's a part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through and hang out. So now we got that out the way. Um, I'm going to kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Mako-chan. Um, well, week and day, uh, you know, basically the same. Mm. I had Thanksgiving. So that was, you know, something different. Um, but yeah, I just uh, the four day weekend was very necessary mm. and very needed. Isn't it always? Mm. And then, of course, I remembered that Friday I get to leave work early, <laughs> and I say leave work. I basically get to clock out early because I work from home on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Because it is the holiday party on Friday for my office, and everybody, and like the whole office, closes early, 
So even though I'm working from home and not going to the party, mm-hmm. I get to uh, clock out early. That means that I get an extra two hours on Friday of playing Persona 5. Of course you do. You Only you. Only what? You. I've been wanting to play it for a while. So I'm going to enjoy it as long as it takes me to get through it. You couldn't pay me to go go through that game. I, I the the fact that I'm actually rewatching um the game being played by another person on Twitch that I follow mm-hmm. and now going through my own playthrough um I I'm I'm just I am not going to get over this anytime soon i i don't know about you you might need to have a shrink on on speed dial and standby Eh, this is me again (laughs) again like i said i personally think persona 5 is a great jrpg i've watched a playthrough of it but i don't have the time or the patience to put 100 plus hours into it Unless it was like one of the few games that I have. And the backstories of all the characters and how they intertwine and the emotional and how the emotions run deep. I'm like, I, I, I can't, I don't have the patience. I can't do it. Don't think I had the mental fortitude for that. Plus how it spreads out with all the, like all the different items and weapons. I'm like, it's just a little bit too overwhelming for me, even with the strategy guide. So God, that's what. Playing on easy and using a guide. Again, yeah. Because I just want to play the story for myself. Um, I know that there's actually an easier level than Mm -hmm. easy, uh, but I do want to give myself at least a little bit of a challenge. Um, That way I'm not bored, you know, with 100 plus hours of gameplay. Mm -hmm. I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to enjoy myself. I just have to keep reminding myself to play the game because I have a very bad habit of just stopping in the middle of games. And then you realize where, and you try to remember where you are and you just say, fuck it and start all over. Exactly. And, and if you're smart, you'll open, you'll start a new save instead of deleting the only one, you know? Hmm. Thank God for modern consoles where you can do that, you know. Mm. But yeah. So, my weekend day was kind of similar to Mako-chan's in the aspect of I didn't do anything. No, really. I didn't. I had the entire Thanksgiving uh, week off. My office was closed as of Wednesday. And after talking to my manager, I took Monday and Tuesday off, so... After that, went down to Mako's. We had our Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving. The ribs were amazing. I may have to order another round of that next time I come through. <laughs> well, they were good. They were quite tasty. They were tasty, but they absolutely killed me. But yes, they were quite tasty. So if you do end up getting them the next time, I'll just have to get pulled pork. Or we have something different besides a fully baked potato. Or I can just get pulled pork. Well, that too. 
Because you're going because you're going to take a rib anyway, so I probably would take a rib. See, there you go. And referencing back to travel, Cedarberry says in our chat here at Twitch TV slash anime jam session, don't forget that the Palisades Mall was built on a garbage dump, as I was reminded whenever I left working there after midnight. Mm. Those filthy stinking deals, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> so that's basically my, my weekend day. I continue to end up ordering some more stuff, you know, to send out as Christmas gifts. And I think I'm waiting for like one more package. Then I can just figure out the boxes that I'm putting everybody's gifts in and sending them out. And I have like folded up boxes from Amazon. I'm going to unfold them and tape them up and get them ready. Cause then I real, cause also at my job, there are books and there are people that are getting books from me for, for holidays. So the only thing that sucks is, is the cost of shipping, but it is what it is. So, you know, enough about that. So let's get into some uh, housekeeping notes here. Um, don't forget episodes of Anime Jam Session are available around Thursday at 12 noon. Um, you can find them on YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Click on playlists and go to Podcast VODs. And what we'll do every year, we'll just cycle out prior years into a new playlist and it'll just stay the same as podcast VODs to make it so much easier for you more or less. So it'll be that. And, um, our Christmas special, this is where I attempt to corral the entire staff together for 90 minutes of camaraderie short of adult beverages and, and, and like throwing weapons at each other, you know, 90 minutes of talk, chat and good times and all of that. That'll be uh, December 13th. And then we will be going on break for about three weeks. We should be back, I say, January 10th. And we'll kind of kick things off, I guess, with a brand new season of the show. I am planning to have some changes to this, to the show. More like the aesthetics, how the layout looks. I have, I've been tinkering with some stuff. So hopefully that'll come through in time. Maybe some new themes and voices. We'll see how that goes. I'm kind of tinkering around with some stuff. And just to get into the spirit of things for the holidays as you can see our christmas tree is sitting there um in the lower left lower right hand corner of the screen and i know those of you who are listening to the show you can't see this but we have like a little tree with animated that's animated with the different lights on it you know going at a normal rate where nobody will kind of be afflicted by it you know all that good stuff so and if anybody's wondering i will not have any holiday music on the stream just yet uh i'll probably have it just for the christmas show and that's it because i honestly don't know what we can and cannot get away with <laughs> all right enough about that we're gonna get into a geek roundtable this is the part of the show where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our life and what we've been up to so you mind telling them what's in the cage there, Mako-chan? So this is part of the reason why I was not on the show last week. Um, just, you know, trying to get into a new rhythm, given that I have uh, currently behind me, which you can see, are my boys. Um, I adopted two sugar gliders. Uh, the previous owner just named them the boys. 
they were not individually named. So, you know, the boys that I happen to know and I'm not obsessed. Um, so the boys I happen to know are the Winchester brothers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I did name them Sam and Dean and I swear I'm not obsessed. I, we all know that's a lie, but, um, so the one that you can see that is hanging upside down, uh, his, uh, his name is Dean. He is the smaller of the two, but he is also the more curious. Uh, he's already trying to come out of the cage uh, to explore the room itself. In the pouch, which you can see moving occasionally, that is Sam. He is a larger one. He's the more reserved and laid back of the two. Uh, so I think I picked their names very well. Um, but yeah, they are nocturnal, so... Uh, you'll see them moving around a little bit. They are still skittish and nervous. So this is the first time that I've actually just been sitting in a room talking while I'm in the room with them. So we'll see how that goes. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, so these are my boys. These are, uh, the newest members of the animal sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so now I have a zoo. <laughs> Mako-chan's Wild Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, when you call them the boys, the first thing that came to mind was the boys, and I thought, well, one's got to be named Butcher, and the other one's got to be named Mother's Milk, so. No, see, if if I was going to go that way, um, I would have to name one of them Soldier Boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even if I understand that your pets... I would not have allowed that. Like, no, absolutely not. What can I say? I, 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 I'm obsessed. I admit I'm obsessed. Mm. That's understatement of the year. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'll have the camera on them occasionally um, instead of on various things. That way you guys can uh, get it look at them on occasion so this will not be the only time they're on stream don't worry i will probably have them on stream for the christmas special just because that's what i want to do of course you were <laughs> of course you are while you're laid up on the bed with the with the with the microphone towards you what a tall what a tall glass of pinot grigio mm-hmm Oh no, I, I have my mead. That too. I have my mead for that night. <laughs> All right. So I basically have gone through just about every single figurine that I have owned on that I've purchased on the show. But I realized there was one more. And the reason why I haven't shown this off yet, because I forgot the name of the person that gave this to me. I was coming back to my room at AAC and my other friend Fluffy Bird was like, oh, so-and-so gave you this figure because you're a big fan of those of me. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Oh, uh, who was it again? You know, it was just like a blur. So it was one of my other friends, Jessica, who gave me uh, this Fig FX uh, Max Factory figure, Figma, of... Nozomi Tojo in her cheerleading outfit and rollerblades. Cute. Yes. So I think I actually have room on the idle shelf to put this up. So it might happen. 
I think during it's funny is I got two weeks off from work and I'm like plotting like where to go and stuff. And I'm like, wait, I need to put at least three days to myself to kind of do stuff for myself. So I think during that I'm going to probably put up the risers so I could display more figures and then um, clear up my back closet and then make room for that one. So that, that, sh that should be interesting and kind of fun. Mm. And see the weary says in our chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Insert uncle from Jackie Chan Adventures going one more thing. And they're all discussing how they can hear uncle's voice in your head. It's like it's like basically scenes you can hear, like images you can hear, you know. It's like when you see Helga from Hey Arnold and you can just hear move it football head, you know. Uh, let's take a look here. This is all done. Let's go ahead and get things going. Let's just hmm, bounce back and forth, I suppose. Um, you can grab the first one. Okie dokie. Mm -hmm. It's about Popeye the Sailor Man. Huh. Yeah, so um, it looks like a publisher, King Features Syndicate, plans to prove that you don't know everything about Popeye. Mm -hmm. And that's because they are going to be putting out a special comic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let me... <clears throat> so, I Lie Popeye plans to bring the infamous sailor into the world of manga, and the exciting tale will pay homage to some of Shonen's best series. Uh, the recent announcement by King Feature Syndicate confirms Ally Popeye plans to blend manga-inspired artwork with the cartoon character's quintessential style. Created by Marcus Williams, this ambitious new series plans to show readers just how Popeye lost his eye all those years ago. And uh, by the exclusive look on here, uh, you get a feel of the art style and the, uh, I guess, the storyline a little bit. Um, so I am really looking forward to this. Uh <laughs> So William says, as a huge fan of both Popeye and manga, I'm looking forward to combining both passions and bringing fans an all new format and style to, to experience the iconic characters' adventures. I'm thrilled that my Popeye Goku art led me here and I'm excited to infuse the traditional shonen style with a modern twist and explore the mystery behind Popeye's missing eye. You know what's interesting? I never really realized that Popeye was missing an eye. I, I, I it, it just never clicked for me, you know. I, I, I it, it just okay, you know. I, I'm just kind. I guess you could say I'm kind of flabbergasted because I legitimately didn't realize. I just enjoyed watching the cartoon as a kid growing up, you know. Mm hmm. And that Cedar Beer, he says, I always thought he squinted. There you go. That's what I thought it was this whole time. Because generally, if you're missing an eye, you're wearing an eye patch or something like that. So, well, um, 
I'm looking here, and they basically said uh, that it is unclear whether Popeye actually only has one eye or is just squinting. Mm-hmm. However, in at least one cartoon, Bluto actually calls him a one-eyed runt. Mm. So it may just depend on the media that you're looking at. Yeah, it's sort of like how when we were t- discussing uh, Wednesday, figuring out, you know, what her age is in proportion to Pugsley, depending on if you're watching the TV show, or the movies mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? Yeah, because, you know, depending on each each version of the media is being done by different people. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with... Um, with comics, with your Batmans and your Supermans and everything, everybody that writes their own version does their own thing to it. So, you know, in some of them, you know, there are some things that stay the same. Um, You know, Batman's parents always die. And then there are some things that changed and it's, you know, how they died or where they died or who killed them and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this does bring in for at least that particular piece of media what happened to his eye. They're going with the that the eye is completely missing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool that they're you know bringing on that kind of twist to try and you know fully flesh that out. Makes sense. Oh, and, and before we continue and we get into our next story. Um, there is a deep discount sale on Ghost in the Shell. Oh. The original movie is available in 4K for 10 bucks on Amazon. Damn. Standalone Complex Season 1 Blu-ray is 17 bucks. Oh my god. Second season is 19 bucks. Ghost in the Shell 2.0 is 9 bucks. Don't be telling me this shit. I'm broke. <laughs> wow. You know, I'm all. I'm kind of. Te- I'm kind of tempted because it, Ghost of the Shell is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I have the. All right. There was Ghost in the Shell, and then there was, I think that then it was Standalone Complex, was the second series, right? I believe so. Because yeah, I had, because that one, the first, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, because that, that one was 26 episodes, which I had the DVDs of. I remember buying that entire box set just to be, just to be spiteful, because somebody else I had, I really was not a fan of, was thinking about buying it. So I'm like, I'll give you ten dollars in shipping for it. I'll take it. <laughs> Plus, the fact I enjoy the show, I think it's a win-win across the fo- across the board. You know, yeah. See, the Berry says, yeah. Standalone Complex is the first series, then Standalone Complex second gig. Okay, all right, there we go. So, I have that. All I gotta do is pick up the original season. T- and besides, if I bought them, you'd borrow them from me anyway. So. You say borrow, and I say steal. And then I will repo your Tenchi Muyos. 
if you can find them. Oh, is that a challenge? Are you challenging me? Well, no, they're in my garage, still packed. I haven't unpacked all of my DVDs. So if you can find them. (laughs) Now, the million dollar question is, where are the DVDs going when you unpack them? Uh, um, Eventually, once I get all of that settled, I uh, will have some place in the living room for the DVDs. Um, just like once everything is completed in my room, I will have shelves around my ceiling like I do in the living room. And those will be for plushies and other boxed figures mm. so that a bookshelf can be an actual bookshelf. Okay, fair. All right. And in our next story here. Oh, one more thing before we get into the story. One more thing I forgot to mention during my weekend day. When I was coming, when I was coming, say what? I said one more thing. Yes, one more thing. When I was coming home, I noticed a light on in my my apartment. Two things. One, why is that light on? Two, how did you get that light on? Now, I say how is because all of the lights here are powered by our led lights wi-fi lights and i'm the only one that can turn them on so somehow they were messing around with the light switch that caused one of them to turn on by itself is the only thing i can think of so i guess the quote-unquote landlord showed up and decided to put you can't see it but right up here a uh, smoke detector right here above like literally above me. And I'm just like, I don't think that is the most proper place for smoke detector. Even though my kitchen is like maybe two feet away. If that, I think it should be a little bit closer. And I'm just like, well, they could have at least put a, um, a CO2 uh, thing up there, which I'm probably going to have to do. So enough about that. Now we're going to talk about uh, Chie Nakamura, who has taken a hiatus from uh, voice acting for a while. And it's just due to uh, health issues. And for some of you who don't know, Chie Nakamura is the voice of Sakura from Naruto and Boruto Naruto Next Generations. Now, the reason why she is taking uh, a hiatus because she has ulcerative colitis. And basically, it's an inflammatory bowel disease that causes inflammation and ulcers in the large intestine and colon. There's no cure for it. But you can, like, take medication to reduce the symptoms to try to live, like, a normal life. So, basically, she's going to take some time off for treatment and just see how things work for her on a day-by-day basis. Now, she has also done other voices as well. She is the voice of Mia Fey in Ace Attorney series, Wave the Swallow in Sonic Riders, and one of my favorite characters from Soul Calibur, Sophitia. And if you're a fan of Tokyo Ghoul, she is Masamane in that series as well. It's good to know there are people are actually taking good, healthy care of themselves during times like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's... It's, sometimes, you know, we, we all know that, you know, they're... They have to work or they don't get paid. But sometimes your health is a lot more important. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, some people need to understand that. I guess, you know, like when I took that week off from work, you know, my boss was like, oh, take advantage of it, you know, kind of recharge. And he, mm-hmm. has a, he has a point. But at the same time, I just really enjoy my job. So it's not much. I don't I didn't mind it. Not just just keeping going, you know, but, you know, anywho. Moving right along. Um, Marco, what's up with this guy here? Uh, so, yeah, so singer and songwriter Kiro Akiyama was arrested by Tokyo Metropolitan Police for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend in her Shibuya apartment. That's not good. Mm. Around midnight on November 23rd, police were called to the woman's apartment and arrested him for allegedly pulling his girlfriend's hair and causing her physical injuries. Akiyama admitted to the charges. Uh, admitted the charges to investigators and the police are continuing their investigation. Akiyama is best known as the singer for this season's My Hero Academia ending theme song Sketch, which was released in Japanese stores on November 23rd, as well as the opening theme to the second season of The Promised Neverland. I need to so finish that one. I guess is they were celebrating the song's release... And he probably imbibed a bit too much. Mm, that's what I'm thinking. A bit hard. Yeah, that's probably what it is. And that reminds me, I actually need to continue watching *A Promise Neverland*. That is a mind fuck anime. You'd like mm. that one. Uh, you had started showing me. I think we got through two or three episodes. I don't remember showing you that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay, let's see. What do we have here? Oh, we're going to talk about uh, Love Live, the musical. Now, this is something I would love to see, you know. You're turning an idol anime into a musical. That's, that's not that hard of a stretch to do. So, I think we discussed this previously. Yeah. So, there's an official website for School Idol Musical which you can go to uh, www.lovelive-anime.jp forward slash special forward slash musical. There is a visual that's available that introduces the 10 main characters. But for the record, this is not an adaptation of previous series, but but this is a brand new musical that tells the original coming-of-age drama featuring 10 girls from two different schools. And what's kind of interesting is I've always wanted them to do like a love life anime that kind of connects one of the prior series, you know, different school. And they see the winners of the love live, which was from the last anime, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But in general, the way they're doing this musical with two new schools, rival schools, it's not surprising, but yet it's still part of the lore that is uh, love life. So you basically have. Subaki Sakuhana Girls High School going up against Takizakura Girls Academy. And one set of school uniforms are in green, the other are in, are in red, like Christmas, which is kind of interesting. Now, the musical is going to be performed at the New National Theater Tokyo's Playhouse in Tokyo from December 10th to the 15th of this year. Then it's going to be at the Umeda Art Theater Main Hall in Osaka from January 25th to the 29th of next year. 
uh, general tickets are currently are available. And if you go on their website and on the YouTube page, there are videos that are available that shows them doing their rehearsals. And it's going to be a, and there's also a special video that's being streamed on there that shows their hard practice. Now, if you have ever seen like a concert, like a Love Life concert, or watch the anime and see the dance routines, you'll understand this is this is being done hard at work here. So this is going to be pretty interesting. And I kind of hope a copy of this ends up floating online for me to watch. So kind of excited. And now, while Mako-chan gets the paperwork together, I'm going to go grab a stick and a dead horse. I'll be right back. Yeah, so unfortunately, the uh, voice actor, which should not be named, uh, Vic and his lawyers filed a petition on November 14th with the Supreme Court of Texas to review the decision on the defamation lawsuit against Funimation, Jamie Marchie, and uh, Monica Real. Although the district court and the Texas Second Court of Appeals have ruled against him, the voice actor and his lawyers argue the Court of Appeals upended numerous elements of established Texas law in its ruling. Uh, so he and his lawyers argue that the previous court rulings disregarded the rule uh, that Rule 11 agreements, which let lawyers and parties to any lawsuit enter into a written agreement on any subject matter of the lawsuit, are interpreted and treated as contracts and that unambiguous contracts may not be rewritten by courts. In addition, the petition claims that the court excluded the second, um, uh, excluded his second amended petition because it was filed in violation of the rewritten rule 11 agreement. The petition claims the courts also made errors regarding the following points. Determining that Vic is a public figure with insufficient evidence holding that a party can be involuntarily converted into a limited purpose public figure by defending himself against defamatory statements. Dismissing his defamation claims and ignoring testimony. When the appeals court reversed and remanded the trials court award of $100,000 to Real and Toys attorneys. Funimation, uh, Marchi, Real, and Toy all, wave, all waived the filing of a response to the petition, but stated they will file a response if the court requests one. Um, so basically, what this all comes down to is him not enjoying that he lost... And beating a dead horse. Also, this is a prime example of when a man doesn't understand the word no. Well, that too. Yes. I I partially, I, I want the Supreme Court of Texas to smack this down. And I want him to take this to the Supreme Court. I do. Not because I want justice for him, because fuck Vic Mignona. 
I just want to enjoy the public embarrassment of him when the Supreme Court gives him the middle fucking finger. And I also find it amusing that whoever runs his Facebook page evidently noticed that I tagged his page in tonight's story and the tag is no longer there. And yet, when describing this part of the show that we're going to discuss it, no bad mouthing, no nothing. I said, we're just going to talk about how he filed an appeal. And if you join us in the chat here and participate, for those of you who are exclusively listening to the show, um, what we do on Twitch, there is a rundown. And we go through this rundown and we highlight the article or the subject matter that we're talking about. On the podcast, it talks about, we, I mentioned how Vic is doing his lawsuit. You know, he's filing it. On the rundown, I put Vic Mignona continues to beat a dead horse. Upon reading this, I kept thinking of that scene from The Simpsons. You know, stop it, stop it. You're killing him already. He's already dead. You know, I, I, I guess when you're like basically in your 60s and you are and you're not and you're not close enough to collect uh social security and when you're kind of running out of money i guess you kind of do something like this but if you ask me and most people have it and nor do i care i don't think vic understands nor comprehend what the hell is actually going on here. I just think that he is just letting his lawyers do everything while he goes off and does appearances in private property places such as, oh, I don't know, parking lots that he's not supposed to be in to do signatures. You know, and copying an attitude as if he's going to fight the person who is not allowing him to um, do such a thing. <sighs> people. Effing people. All right. And that's all I have to say about Vic. Mignona, or whatever you want to call him, nor no, 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 no do I, I care at this point. <laughs> and, and, and as I go ahead and fix this, because it didn't fix itself right, for those of you who are wondering why I kind of went on that bit of a tangent, uh, there was an issue with Marco Chan's display, so I had to fix that real quick because it did, decided not to fix itself like it normally does. And it decided to shrink itself. Thank you very much, Skype. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into our last story of the night. And we're going to talk about Pole Princess Anime. I mean, if you want an anime about girls dancing on a pole, I mean... You could always watch Penny and Stocking with Gardevoir. Uh, ju just mm -hmm. saying. I mean, granted, they're not 
on a pole throughout the entire episode, but after they go into their angel forms, they are standing next to a dancing to a stripper pole, which I am perfectly okay with. And for the record, I thought April Fool's had came way too early on this. Because <laughs> I read about this in one of the groups. I mean, I'm like, this cannot be for real. But it is. And this is coming from Tatsunoko Productions. And these are the people behind uh, Gridman, the, the Gridman animes, and other great series. So I'm kind of curious. So... We have the visual out for the anime Pole Princess. And we have the cast, the staff, the visual, and the promo video, which is available on YouTube. This is being worked on between Avex Pictures and Tatsunoko Pro. So we're going to have Itome Izoe working on this, who is the episode director for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and Kage Shoujo, Utano Princess Sama Revolutions. That person is directing the anime at Tatsunoko Pro. Toko Machida, who's worked on Wake Up Girls show by Rock, is writing the scripts. And Tomari is in charge of the original character designs. Yoshihiro Otobe, who's worked on Prepada, King of Prism, and Pretty Rhythm, is the CG director. Kenta Hig- Higashioji, who's worked on Build Dive, um, Pound 000000 Code Black, Pokemon the movie Secrets of the Jungle is composing the music for this at Avex Pictures. Kaori of Studio Transform is the pole dancing supervisor. Well, that makes sense because you got to have a reference for this. The story centers on Hinano, a very normal and mild-mannered 17-year-old. Since she was very young, her grandmother ran a planetarium that Hinano loved. But one day, Hinano found out that the planetarium would be closing down. And she was worried about where there was anything she could do for her grandmother and the planetarium itself. And she coincidentally one day catches sight of a woman dancing on a pole under a starry sky. She gathers her friends and they set up a stage at the planetarium to perform shows. And they jump into the world of pole dancing. Oh my god. (laughs) This can be taken in so many ways. But I want to see a skit of this where they where they dance off against panty and stocking. That that's that's all I ask for. That's all I ask for. That would be cool. Yes. I mean, let's be real. Ten years ago, when Funimation was promoting panty and stocking, they actually had panty and stocking cosplayers on stripper poles in the <laughs> in the dealer's room. I should know. I was there. I took pictures of it. Of course you did. Well, it's my job. And Sia Beery says, um, April Fools would be pole princesses, magical girl versions of that episode of Animaniacs with the survey ladies. Would you like to take a survey? That's that falls more along the lines of Mako Chan than me, because I I wasn't really a big fan of Animaniacs outside of Aunt Slappy, so Which is why I'm not watching the new Animaniacs. <laughs> I actually have not sat and watched the new stuff. Mm. But I'm just really far behind with watching crap. I mean, aren't we all? I mean, I was up a little slightly late last night 
because I was catching up with television. And I think during my break, I'll actually have time to catch up with some television and some anime. Hooray me. Okay. Now that we've come down to the end of it, we're going to talk about the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. Let's see if this thing will actually rotate like it's supposed to. There we go. All right, let's see what we have here. Um, I'll take the first one. Let's see. I'll take the second one. And I'll probably throw it back to the last one since we have time for it. Okay. okay. Now, normally this falls under in today's episode of Not the Onion, but in this case, meanwhile in Japan, we're going to tell you how a city employee in Japan killed a wild boar with a spear on elementary school grounds. And no, this is not a rehearsal for a feudal film. So, what happened was Thursday morning, a male boar appeared at one of the entrances of the Aeon Hadano Shopping Center, where it charged at an 83-year-old woman who suffered injuries to her head from falling to the ground as she tried to dodge the attack from this wild boar. The boar made its way about 200 meters down the street where it attacked a man in his 30s, leaving him with wounds to his left leg. Then the boar was next seen running around the athletics field of Sahito Elementary School, roughly 400 meters away from the shopping center. It was still there when city animal control employees arrived on the scene. They tried to first incapacitate the boar by using a prod that delivers electric shocks, but it, it really didn't. The main reason was because this prod wasn't that strong. It was about 120 centimeters long and 80 kilograms. So, no, no, wait, hold on. It did have a little effect because the boar is about 120 centimeters and 80 kilograms in weight. So you're thinking it's about maybe about four feet wide and it's 176 pounds. So I would say... The weight is equivalent to about, I'd say about, well, a few bags of 20-pound bags of rice. Them big boys. So basically, something like that is not, that little prod's not going to do a thing to it. It's just going to swipe it away and keep it, and keep running. Now, throughout all the fracas, it happens that Masahiro Iwata, Deputy Chief of Hadano's Agriculture Promotion Division, stabbed a boar with a spear that was basically 150 centimeters long. So I would say five feet with a 24 centimeter bladed head. So I would say about two feet wide blade, killing it. 
The spearhead itself appears to be a Matagi Nagasa, a type of traditional hunting knife originally used in Japan's northeastern Tohoku region for hunting large games such as bears attached to a pole. Something like a Naginata, but more streamlined. Luckily, the school's children were all inside at the time, sparing them both the risk of injury and the trauma of seeing a wild boar being killed with a melee weapon. Boars and other potentially dangerous wildlife being put down in the interest of protecting human residents isn't unusual in Japan, but animal control and hunters usually use rifles, not spears, and online commenters were surprised to see that, that the Hadano apparently keeps such old-school weaponry on hand. Comments such as, Never would have thought there'd be a modern-day city with its own spear, or that they actually end up using it. Guy is like an RPG protagonist. Apparently, there are warriors mixed in with the city officials. And whoa, Hadano is hardcore. The city hasn't issued any statement about why a spear was used instead of a rifle, but the incident taking place on school grounds and a subsequent desire to eliminate any chance of a stray shot hitting a bullet with children inside may have been a factor. The boar's body was transferred to a local facility that specializes in the cleaning of wild game and its meat will be supplied to nearby restaurants. It's kind of too bad, though that the city and the animal could not talk things out, though, like the police officer and the wild boar did in Nagoya recently. Something that we talked about, I believe, uh, a week or two ago. So, And I'm also reminded of the scene from Ranma One Half, I think it was episode 7, where there was a wild boar running throughout the town, and Ryoga is just walking along, and they're telling him to look out. He turns, and the boar is about to charge him, and he stops the boar with this umbrella, and somehow is able to push the boar on this umbrella and send him flying across the set town. <laughs> That's a whole lot of strength. Mm-hmm. And Cedarberry says, thank goodness that pig wasn't an angel. Very well then. And I just realized this thing flipped itself back. Let me fix that. Alright, Maka, next one's all yours. Uh yeah, so um Japan has a freaking defecation survey. No shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh obviously um Japan has uh, modernized a little bit from their uh, pit-like toilets. Um, so most homes now uh, do have regular modern toilet seats in them. Uh, thus the various amounts of accessories that come with those toilet seats, like you no... Know, fart reducing noise machines and all of that happy crap anyway so there is an actual uh yeah it's called japan toilet labo which is a research organization that says it is uh, contributing to uh that says that squat toilets are contributing to increasing rates of constipation among Japanese children. Um, because according to their research, only 57% of elementary and middle schools in Japan have Western-style toilets as of 2020. Wow. 
so um and yes again they have a defecation survey it collected data from parents of 1,000 elementary school age children and found that 20.1% of the children had constipation or pre-constipation symptoms. Um, part of that is, uh, again, that they have an issue using the Japanese-style toilets. Obviously, girls are a little bit better because they do have to squat to do all of their business where boys, you know, for certain things just have to aim correctly. Mm. Um, so 9.1% stated that uh, it was the Japanese style toilets that were giving them uh, increasing uh, issues in the bathroom. And uh, that's still roughly one out of 10 kids not wanting or able to deal with squat toilets. So, uh, um, yeah, e either they need to really start to upgrade to uh, the more Western-style toilets, or they just really need to upgrade to the more Western-style toilets. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there are some countries that have... Uh, I guess you can say uh, a collective uh, toilet. Um, basically, it's a it's just a line, an open ditch that everybody just stands off to the side and goes in. Um, but yeah, again, that's usually outside areas, not in public buildings anymore. Uh, so the fact that more than half of Japanese youth schools are still squatting is kind of shitty. Mm. That's just turtable in nature. I, yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're, you know, everybody still has to deal with that, but you get to a certain point and you haven't had to train your body to do that anymore that having to do that once a day or twice a day going into school it just kind of sucks yeah in a way i can i can kind of relate i mean in the aspect of you know living out here in new york city and when you got to go to the bathroom and then when you go into the bathroom it's not the type of it's not your home bathroom where you you know your bathroom you go in you see it's kind of not the cleanest bathroom in the world and you realize you have to sit down and go for two you know and you're like i'll hold it and then when you get home it's like i can't you know so in a way i do understand And now we will get into our final story of the night, where our meanwhile in Japan story of the night, where it seems that Asahi Breweries is gifting its employees with money to eat out. They're basically gifting over 3,000 employees with 30,000 yen to eat out. So uh, that's about 300 bucks, I believe. About 300, give or take. So. 
Well, I, I can dig that. So basically, that's what is happening. The employees of Asahi Brewery are going to have a little fun as the company announced they will pay an additional 30,000 yen, which translates to 216 bucks, to the December paychecks for its some 3,200 regist 3, registered employees. This bonus is designated as eating out support money. And it serves a dual purpose of rewarding employees who help the company navigate through the difficult pandemic period and supporting the restaurant industry as a whole, which Asahi Breweries has a best interest in keeping financially afloat. Well, I mean, they do make adult beverages such as beer. Beer sales at restaurants have been on a recovery as of late and increased about 50% from January to October of this year compared to the same period of last year. But however, the current economic rows still remain a threat and providing an additional economic stimulus by letting its workers have a little fun seems like a good option. So it's like, here's extra money to spend going out to kind of keep finances going for these restaurants and bars and so forth. You know, makes sense. I could see that. It's also important to note that this is eating out money in name only. Asahi is doling out the money in hopes that it gets used at restaurants, but there are no restrictions on how employees can use it. This is especially bold as previous attempts by the Japanese government to stimulate the economy with payouts didn't quite work out. When they gave out 100,000 yen during the height of the pandemic, consumer spending went down by nearly 5%, suggesting that a good deal of the money went straight into people's bank accounts. Makes sense. Subsequent attempts at, at caveats such as gift certificates had to be redeemed by a certain age, date or age restrictions. However, unlike with the government, Asahi's blank check approach might work out since employees will likely feel a more personal connection and may be more inclined to at least spend some of the money at a restaurant simply out of appreciation. Fair. In response to the news, a Twitter user held an informal survey asking, if you were an Asahi employee, how would you spend the money? The four options were go out to eat, spend it on hobbies, spend it on daily life, and put it in the bank. And as of the discussion uh, we're having this of uh, this article, over with over 38,000 votes, go out to eat was the number one answer. Spend it on hobbies was a close second. But since beer does factor into a number of hobbies, that probably wouldn't be a total loss for Asahi either. Netizens were, were kind of more, were kind of liking this. Comments such as, I wonder if this could work, this would work. I think it would be more effective to reimburse their receipts. That's a great for the restaurant staff out there working hard too. Great, Asahi is awesome. I want other companies to do this. Great job, Asahi. Cash with no strings attached is what employee needs most these days. I appreciate the employee first attitude. I do know this much. If I per was given a choice between Asahi or a similar brand, I would opt for the beer that I know that treats its employees well. And also, Asahi is a really good beer. That's why, you know, when it comes to Japanese news, you should only choose the only website where the boss gives out bonuses and several kilograms of one yen coins. Now, that's just terrible. I forgot one yen coins were a thing. <laughs> wow, look at that. We're finishing a little early. Mm -hmm. Shall we wrap up the show? Yes. You sure now? 
Yes, because I, I, I think the boys would like to have the light off. <laughs> They're not paying any mind to you. They're not. They're doing their own thing, and it's all being caught on camera. I know that they've been jumping around a little bit, but uh, they do tend to like being in the dark. Yeah, so if you're gonna do a live feed of them, you need to. You probably got to get infrared cameras or something. That's what I was thinking, but I'm not even going into that right now. Yeah, I got you. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we and we can tell you what we like and don't like, and be straight up with you about that. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. And while you're at it, check out our website, animejamsession.com. On there, you will find our weekly podcast, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, links to our YouTube page of convention video coverage, uh, links to our Facebook page of, co- of cosplay coverage as well, editorials, and a lot more at animejamsession.com. Now, let me just this for a sec. There we go. So if you like the podcast, you should definitely check us out. Check the podcast out on the go. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, I don't know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Just search Anime Jam Session. Tons of episodes available. Definitely check out some of our newer stuff. Definitely check out our older stuff. And what's cool is some of these apps will allow you to leave reviews. So if you could, drop us a review. We'd really appreciate the love and support on that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. So follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when we have articles up, when we have photos and videos up as well. Now, if you're participating with, participating with us on the show, down below are links to our Ko-Fi and Stream Element pages if you want to throw money toward at us. If you want to give us some bits, that'd be great too. Subscribing to the channel and giving out gift subs. That's also cool as well. We really appreciate all of that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I am going to curl up in bed. Okay, fair. Alright. My last words is... Hmm. I think I might get into a little bit of gaming tonight and edit some photos. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. We will probably gear up for the holidays and have more of a good time And we, as we get out of here and kiss 2022 goodbye because the last latter part of this year has been a total shit fest. Agreed. Alright, we're going to transform and roll out. We're going to get out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night. Your microphone's been kind of warbling late just now. Oh, well. I wouldn't worry too, too much about that. So, anywho. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. That is it. Perfect. We're out of here. See you next week.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!